This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, I'm Joyce Go, together with Sharit Abdullah, and you're listening to The Morning Run on BFM 89.9. Thailand is set to hold long-awaited elections next month on 24th March, and this will be the first democratic election held in the country since May 2014, when the military overthrew the government then led by Prime Minister Ying Lat Shinawat. So to get some analysis on the political situation in Thailand, we have on the line Dr. James Gomez, Chair of the Board of Directors at the Asian Centre in Bangkok. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Gomez. Well, the military. Good morning. Good morning. Well, the military government has been in power for nearly five years, and during this period, democratic elections have been postponed multiple times over the years. Uh, Why has it taken so long for the military to convene elections? Well, essentially, over the last four to five years, what the military has been trying to do is to set the scene. Uh, in fact, this morning is the first time in, in so many years we will have the registration of the constituency and party list uh, candidates across the country in Thailand. And only this week uh, we have just seen literally a sprinkling of election posters around Bangkok. Uh, there were two key issues as to why uh, this happened, because after the military uh, came into power, uh, it issued an order uh, banning uh, political uh, activities by political parties uh, across the country. Thereafter, they issued another order, uh, disallowing any group more than five in organizing political parties, even if they weren't uh, members of the political party. As a result, you know, politics in Thailand has been uh, put on a backstop. And even going into the elections, which has been listed at 24th March, there is the general feeling both uh, in the body politic in Thailand and observers in general uh, a certain skepticism uh, about the election process. That's because it's been uh, postponed uh, too long. The second issue is the structure of uh, what we are going to see uh, uh, in Parliament. Now, Parliament has been divided broadly into uh, uh, two, two, two chambers. Uh, first is a nominated chamber with, with, with 250 senators. And then uh, this would be actually be nominated by the current National Council for Peace and Order, the military regime. And then uh, what we are going to see is a contestation for 500 seats. But the way the uh, 2017 constitution has been structured, uh, we are going to see a reduction in the number of seats the major parties such as the Poor Thai or the Democrat Party uh, can receive. In fact, they've already taken an initial hit because the number of candidates and constituencies for the strongholds of both parties uh, have been uh, dropped due to uh, constituency re-mandering uh, or, in, in political terms, gerrymandering. So there could be a situation where uh, the current Prime Minister, Mr. Prayut, could also come back as uh, Prime Minister, because uh, at the end of the 500 and 200 seats, uh, the Prime Minister only needs a simple majority of uh, 376 seats to become Prime Minister. So as a result, there has been a lot of skepticism that what we will see is perhaps no party uh, 
uh, reaching a majority, and it's possible that the military-sponsored uh, party, uh, the Palang uh, Prachat Brat, uh, may continue to hold influence uh, after the elections. That's the current state of play in Thailand today. Um, yes. Uh, so, with regards to the election, would, with what you've uh, with what you've just shared, is there any concern with regards to the quality? Well, I think uh, people just want to have uh, a sense of what the different parties and, and candidates are doing. So one of the things that has uh, come into the fore is the launch of uh, uh, social media-based election monitoring groups uh, made up by young people uh, through a coalition of some 24 universities uh, in Thailand. So they are urging that you know uh, members of the public actually report uh, any uh, misgoings with regards. Uh, to the elections uh, over social media, because there is a concern, uh, rightly or wrongly, that the military may use its current position uh, as the sitting regime to perhaps, you know, uh, eke some advantage. So you will see that not only uh, social media would be very strong in, in Thailand, uh, but uh, also young people uh, are likely uh, to keep members of the public and those of us who are watching Thailand from abroad uh, inform uh, a lot about the nitty-gritty. A lot of people have said that uh, young people would be very important uh, 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 as a, a variable in how the election turns, and I think they will continue to be in terms of just being active and putting the word out. But it's unclear whether... Uh, young people, when they vote, that their vote would actually register uh, a political change given the constitutional structure of how the different chambers of the House are structured and how that structure would result in uh, electing the Prime Minister. Well, Dr. Gomez, speaking about young people, observers say are saying that you know the youth vote could be a deciding factor because I think some 12.5 million voters are aged between 18 to 35 years old, which is around a quarter of the electorate. I mean, what could you tell us about you know the youth political sentiment there on the ground in Thailand? Um. The youth uh, continue to remain uh, skeptical broadly. Uh, most youth uh, are not, you know, in the political forefront. They are consumers of politics, and not have done a lot of it is done over so- social media. Uh, there have been a few uh, brave young individuals who have taken the charge in small groups, and most recently, just a few days ago. Uh, one group has demanded that uh, Mr. Prayut, uh, the current uh, military prime minister, step down uh, simply because he has now had an offer from the Palang uh, Pracharat Party uh, to consider to be one of its uh, uh, prime ministerial candidates. So the question was, uh, therefore, since this uh, offer has been made and he's considering it, that he should actually step down. Uh, from his uh, current role as Prime Minister and head of the NCPO. But he has rejected uh, this call by giving uh, several reasons from his perspective. But whatever it is, whether it's youth or the general public, as they cast the vote, I think what they will be up to is the structural uh, uh, issues related to the parliament and the constitution. So that's something uh, that the military has set in place 
to ensure it has the best advantage coming out of the election, no matter who the voters are. Now, there's a rising star in the form of the Future Forward Party, which is led by a 40-year-old businessman, Tanaton Juangrung Rangkit. How influential do you think this party will be in the elections? Um, uh, he's definitely popular on so, uh, social media. He's definitely uh, uh, popular among uh, young people. But if you look and, and got uh, a fair bit of publicity uh, in the uh, in the post formation uh, of the party, but as we go into election year, uh, you will find, as far as the reportage is concerned, in the media, it's the big three. It's the poor time party. There was a, a reincarnation of, uh, of the Tyrak party that Taksin uh, Senawatra founded. And then you have the uh, Democrat Party, an old party, uh, and still a, a, a well-known brand name. And the third runner is really the um, party set up by members of the current cabinet, uh, for which uh, uh, Prayut has been invited to be one of the candidates of Prime, uh, of Prime Minister, which is the Palakracha Party. And it's these three parties that are kind of coming up into the uh, media front line, all of which have two primary policies. One is related to the farmers and what they can do, whether it's in terms of co-ownership of land, land retribution, or letting farmers you know, price uh, uh, their products themselves. And two, uh, how the, uh, uh, these parties want to enact policies to deal with uh, poverty and the poor people, which is you know, quite significant in Thailand. Uh, Coming into the elections, uh, I'm afraid at this stage we don't see much of the future forward party uh, in the news. Well, Dr. Gomez, earlier you were talking about the social media role in the elections. How concerned are you over the threat of misinformation and disinformation in the run-up to the elections? I think uh, we we are living in a post-truth uh, era and uh, we will... Uh, disinformation and misinformation and malinformation uh, coming in from all sides. Uh, uh, I think quality journalism, uh, unfortunately, is unable to withstand the viral power of disinformation. So really, it is the role of the, the platform companies such as Facebook and Google. And Facebook has already announced that uh, it will monitor and especially has taken action against information being generated from abroad uh, by way of election advertising. I think we are still uh, uh, in the early days as today is the start of, you know, literally the uh, registration for constituency and party list candidates. I think things will pick up uh, gear uh, over the next six, seven weeks where I think uh, uh, this uh, uh, is a great area to watch the, the social media space and how the different players and also the platform on owners uh, will, will come to bear on how the elections might turn. Thanks so much for sharing your insights on the situation in Thailand, Dr. Gomez. That was Dr. James Gomez, Chair of the Board of Directors at the Asian Centre in Bangkok. We'll be back with the business news after this, so stay tuned to BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.